Hello, my friend. You're listening to the Sort Yourself Out podcast. This week, we're discussing how to get other people to change. We all want this, right? We've got these irritating people in our lives with their irritating ways, and they drive us nuts. Stay tuned as today we're going to look at how we sort other people out. I'm your host, Janine Hunt, natural health therapist for over 30 years, hypnotherapist, lifelong student, and spiritual seeker. I like to seek out the most effective practices and techniques that provide the greatest bang for my buck and the fastest route to freedom from whatever is holding us back. I can't wait to share with you these powerful techniques so that you too can sort yourself out, know deeper meaning in your life, and best of all, a sense of inner peace. So let's get started. Well, hello there, and thank you so much for joining me today for a discussion that has probably got you jumping up and down and chomping at the bit to know more, because we all want to sort out those irritating people with their annoying ways that make our life a misery. Life's irritations are countless and come at us from all angles, co-workers, family, road rage, physical health, world affairs, and all manner of human discourtesy and ignorance. And if you're a menopausal woman like me, you might be plumbing previously unknown depths of irritation. But fret ye not, my friends, as I've got a lot to offer on how we can get some relief. Now, I want you to lean in close as I am about to reveal the secret you need to know in order to get other people to change. Are you listening? Okay, here goes. You start with yourself. Did you get that? You start with yourself. Now, if right now you're thinking, oh, come on, Janine, up yours, I can only apologize because you heard me right. You start with yourself. I'll put it another way, a little more bluntly. You can't make other people change. We must begin with ourselves. You change yourself And then you will evoke fresh new reactions and behaviors from others. So let me offer you an example of this from my own life to show you what I mean about how sorting myself out had a knock-on effect on my marriage. So you know those perennial arguments with significant others that just won't bloody go away, where Every time you argue, you go through about 20 years of all your past arguments, grievances, and accusations. Well, quite a few years ago now, my husband and I embarked on one of those doozies. I remember it clearly. We were in the car. For some reason, we always seem to get into the deep shit while we're in the car. Weird that. Anyhow, the dreaded topic came up, and my husband was letting rip getting personal and digging back into all the past grievance, grievances and pushing my emotional buttons like a pro with 20 years of practice under his belt. But much to his surprise, I had a new tactic up my sleeve that pulled the rug right out from underneath him and caused him to shut his face. 
and at the same time, I could actually see his jaw drop with bewilderment and confusion as I was not even entering into this relationship-long pattern. You see, I had recently made some big changes in my life. I had quit drinking, and in an effort to heal myself of this nasty self-hatred and shame I felt, and to find some inner peace, I had turned to meditation and practicing mindfulness. And through them, I was learning to master my mind and my emotions. I could observe my thoughts and feelings as they arose. And this meant that I was no longer operating on autopilot. So imagine my husband's surprise when, instead of launching into my default emotional meltdown and sobbing, you just don't believe in me, I remained self-possessed and responded with a kind and considered and totally new response. This was fresh input that interrupted the pattern of nearly 20 years standing and my husband was totally caught off guard. I could literally see the puzzlement on his face, like, wait a minute, this isn't how it goes. But he had no choice but to change in response to my new input. The argument now had somewhere new to go. We had created space for a new scenario to emerge between us. We had created an opportunity for resolution. And thank feck for that, I say. I'm going all Irish on you there with my thank feck. I just needed to add some extra emphasis to convey the relief I felt at shifting this pattern. Because believe me, it was a real revelation to me at the time. And this capacity to observe my thoughts and emotions and to consciously and mindfully choose how I respond has continued to serve me well and to upgrade the way I express myself in my relationships. Thank feck. Now, I'm going to back up a bit to explain some of what had gone into this turnaround, this up-leveling. Firstly, I had spent a couple of years working on my self-esteem. As I said, I was in a bit of a mess when I quit drinking. I had thought when I quit drinking that I'd resolved my problem, but it was really just the beginning of a rather long road to healing myself on many levels. I spent hours upon hours while walking my old dog Rosie and doing household chores, reciting the affirmation, I love and accept myself exactly as I am. And meditation and mindfulness were next steps that made me aware of my self-talk. You know, that inner dialogue relentlessly blathering away inside your head that most of us just assume is us? And I can tell you, I was not talking to myself in a nice way. But meditation and mindfulness allowed me to observe and to begin to know the contents of my own mind, and then to say, wait a minute, Janine, you've got to change the record. Because here's the deal. Just because we're hearing these words in our own head, it doesn't mean they're true. We are not 
the voice that's blathering away. This is the little yet profound miracle that meditation and mindfulness afford. You are not the person talking shit inside your head. You are the presence observing the shit talker. And this is the whopper, the daddy, the game-changing realization that allows you to change yourself and to interrupt old, established, dysfunctional patterns and thus elicit change from others. So building your self-esteem leads you to feel good in your own skin and to respect yourself so that you're not always seeking the approval of others and you know that you are acting to the best of your abilities with authenticity congruent with your values. It enables you to have the confidence and poise to stand firm in your resolve when the tricky conversations arise. It definitely gets easier with practice as you begin to recognize the positive changes you are evoking in others through mastering yourself. And this, my friends, will take you far and have an enormous knock-on effect on all of your activities as you are using the higher, more intelligent part of yourself and putting it in control of the lower emotional part of yourself. It is a top-down approach that has an exponential effect on uplifting all areas of your life. Now, the Ageless Wisdom tells us that this is a big area of evolution for humanity at the moment. It's called mental polarization. And most of humanity, so the ageless wisdom tells us, is currently emotionally polarized. But we're moving towards the mental polarization. And when we are able to take the stance of the dispassionate observer, as opposed to the shit-talking emotional automaton, we really step things up a level. And to take it up even more It is through the dispassionate clarity of mental polarization that we can begin to hear the voice of the soul and to make greater contact with our higher selves and thus begin to manifest more of the purpose that our soul intended for us in this incarnation. Now, while we're we're on the deeper stuff here, I want to introduce a few more aspects of this. Firstly, we gravitate towards people or we have a predestined karmic relationship to work out certain aspects of our character with the people in our lives. They provide us with fertile ground and the conditions we need to free ourselves from the crap that holds us back so we can evolve and bring our higher nature into expression in daily life. This is what life is all about. So it's helpful to recognize this and to accept it when the irritation or the perennial argument rears its ugly head. Next, 
we attract in our external reality, or rather what we attract in our external reality, is the reflection of our inner state of being. We will receive responses that correspond to what we ourselves put out. So, behave with a generosity of spirit and be proactive in thinking and expecting the best in other people. And they will rise to the occasion. And as well, you are gradually shifting your own mindset to believe that people have good intentions and always treat you well. And as we get back what we give out, you'll begin to notice that people in general start treating you better and that you are attracting more and more pleasant circumstances and people into your life. And lastly, get used to taking the high road and holding yourself to a higher order of operation. Remind yourself, if you can, in the midst of rising irritation, hello, here is an opportunity to free myself and not have to experience this again. You might still have to experience other aspects of this in other situations, but these all help you to free yourself in the long run and to have numerous opportunities to establish mental polarization and to master yourself. And when there is nothing remaining in your own energy field that resonates with this particular type of situation or energy, you will cease needing to experience it. So a few years ago, I had a client who was causing the irritation to rise within me. She was asking me the same questions over and over and then speaking through my response when I tried to answer. And then she started getting personal and wanting me to justify my credentials. I could feel the irritation welling up. The key word here is feel. I was having an emotional response. But as I had made it a personal goal to try not to act from this part of myself, I consciously decided in that moment to uplift my response to a mental level, to patiently and calmly reply to the client's questions without taking offense and to just let it all wash over me. The result? By the end of our conversation, she was asking me what other days I would be there, as she now wanted to deal only with me. So there's a lot to be said for listening to people without allowing our program judgments and the shit-talker to hold sway. Another time, several years earlier, I was not so successful. I was trying to hide my irritation with a difficult client, and I did air quotes around the difficult there. But I hit it badly, and she saw right through me and made very plain her own irritation with me. But I learned a lot from this, and over the course of the coming weeks, I was able to turn things around, and we grew to respect, if not actually adore each other. So it can be tempting to try to correct, more air quotes there around correct, someone's discourteous behavior. 
but you never really know what you're going to unleash when you do. And emotional energy is contagious and mindless reactivity can escalate a situation in a heartbeat into an ugly emotional free-for-all. It almost never ends well and it certainly won't do much for your future relationship. So the best thing is to not actually allow the irritation to control you. Let your mind control your emotions rather than your emotions control your actions. And keep in mind that this person has been brought into your life so that you can create the ideal conditions of relationship. In the ageless wisdom, this is known as establishing right human relations. And that means understanding that the other person is a soul in incarnation and that we are all interconnected, part of the one life, and working toward the same goal. Nice. Woo! This has been a juicy one. Now, if you want some help in getting to the stage where you can make change within yourself and evoke change in others, I recommend that you give meditation a try, as it is the top-down approach par excellence to help you master your mind and become mentally polarized. I've created a free quick start guide to doable meditation, and this teaches a form of meditation that only takes five minutes of your day. Yeah, only five wee minutes. And my guide gives you really simple, no fuss instructions on how to meditate, as well as loads of the benefits of meditation. And my top tips to make sure that you can fit it into your day and to help you to move past any resistance you might feel so that you can get started and most importantly, keep going. So if you're listening to this from the inspirationcloud.com, you can download it from the link in the show notes or you can access it at theinspirationcloud.com slash S-Y-O-12. And that's the digits 1-2, S-Y-O-1-2, and not the word 12. So that is theinspirationcloud.com slash S-Y-O-12. Okay, that's about it for today. So... I'd really like to thank you for joining me today. I hope you found this interesting and I will be back next week. So have a great week and bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. I really hope you found this podcast helpful and full of uplifting ideas that you can put into practice in your life. And if you have, chances are your friends and family will too. So please share it with them on social media. You'll be helping them to sort themselves out because I bet you think they need it, right? But seriously, you'll also be doing me a huge favor in return and I will be eternally grateful. 
I would also love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes, preferably a nice one, please. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast too. If you have any questions or would like me to address a certain topic, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at info at theinspirationcloud.com. Have a good one. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.